it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 321 for recording date April 16, 2023. Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Kristoff. Thank you guys for uh, hopefully listening to the two hour journey we took you on last week. <laughs> there was a lot to cover, Chris. It's not every week that WWE gets sold. It's not every week that you have, uh, uh, you know, a second day of mania, mania that yeah. was dramatically worse than the first. Yes. Um, and of course, you know, everything AEW related and all that. And, <laughs> oh boy, we have stuff to dig into there. Oh God. Uh, yeah. The discourse is back. Yeah. The, the discourse is back and it is strong. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to just, we're going to start there. I'm going to hit main the story tonight. Revolves the warp. What and? Bates' toxic relationship with the entire locker room, save for two people who love him. I, well, four, if if social media photos are to be believed. Oh, who are the other two? Uh, so it's obviously, we're obviously That's talking better. about CM Punk. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, to, to Charles Montgomery out. Punk. Uh, and obviously he's great buddies with Dax and Cash, FTR. Yeah. God. But also he's buddy. They'll never let you forget that. With Dan Housen. Oh, yeah. Brody King. Okay. So, at least four people in the locker room like him. I guess a fifth, considering everything that came out this week related to Tony Khan trying to make everything work. Well, I mean, I'm not sure if that's him, Tony liking him, or or more of, hey, I need a big draw to get this business uh, to the next level here. You got an entire fucking roster, my dude. Anyway... I digress. I digress. So let's I mean, let's let's dig into the story as it came out this week, and then obviously pontificate and undoubtedly bitch and moan. Uh, no, we would never do such things. How dare you? So uh, it was late this week that Fightful Select uh, made the report that basically everyone and their brother thought was coming uh, that CM Punk has a plan in place to return to AEW this summer. Uh, according to the report, he's expected in time for the June 21st Dynamite in Chicago. And uh, crucially, he is going to be the keystone of the forthcoming new AEW Saturday Night Show. Which, which nobody asked for. Which no one asked for. Called <laughs> Collision. Uh, which okay. sounds like it's going to be on TNT Saturday nights, eight o'clock. Um, already, that's going to be a problem because that's going to get bumped 
all over on Saturday nights. Yeah. Uh, but yes, a two-hour show on Saturday nights. And then crucially, two hours is this turn of phrase, it's going to lead to a quote-unquote, and again, this is Sean Ross, that take two, Sean Ross Saps reporting, which yep. was uh, underlined by Dave Meltzer in the main story in The Observer this week. Um, the intent is this will lead to a quote unquote soft brand split for the roster. So basically if there are roster members who have conflicts with each other, they will not be around each other physically anymore, which is a great way to handle problems. No one gets punished. Just <laughs> put them in separate rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's problematic. I hate everything about this on paper. Like, I from May 2019, yeah, I have been a stalwart fan of AEW. Yes. I Same. really enjoy the shows. Rampage, definitely missable most weeks. And oh my God, will it become more so if yeah. this show does launch in July as expected? Uh, I, I found myself this week with not one but two instances where i'm just like what what the fuck are we even doing here tony what what's even the plan <laughs> okay. uh but we'll talk about the second one in a few yeah but first is this entire cm punk to do yeah with cm punk return you can go back you can check the tape it's it's in our archives with cm punk returned in august 2021 it was an incredible moment has it been almost two years already yeah fucking hell um, when he returned that it was, it was incredible. It's almost been a year. I mean, five months, but it's yeah. almost been a year since brawl out. Um, anyway, when he returned, it was incredible. He immediately shot to the top of the card. He was working sure. with people all over the card. He was having great matches, you know, whether it was with Darby at all out or with, uh, like Matt Seidel on a random rampage. Yeah. Or Dax. Dax, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Hento. Penta, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, like he was working all over the card and having really fun matches. And then last May, it turned into the big push for CM Punk toward the world title. Him yeah. and Hangman Page. Story's been told a million times, but of course, the the high level version is apparently Page made some work shooty type statements really irked punk punk got all pissed off punk threatened to not work double or nothing that year which is crazy because he was going to be given the world title at that show right um everybody works things out punk and hangman have a decent match it's not one of my favorites but it was just pretty good uh you know punk proved during that match he still has a lead ass as he fucked up the buckshot but you know, whatever. He proceeds to, on the following dynamite, break his foot. Takes him out. From jumping into the crowd. From jumping into the crowd, yeah. Like breaks his foot. Uh, then he's gone for most of the summer. Moxley has to basically carry the show while yeah. not under contract. True. Yeah. And Become, he did a fucking great job, too. Amazing job. Absolute workhorse. Him, Tanahashi at Forbidden Door, incredible. Hell, Forbidden, Bo Forbidden Door, incredible. Yeah. Um, Punk comes back. 
And not only is he immediately really fucking whiny on the microphone about things, but he proceeds to have a match at All Out. This isn't even including the weird, like, short match to merge the titles. Yeah. He proceeds to have a match with Moxley at All Out, which is, at best, fine. Yeah. Tears his bicep, and of course, then hops into the press conference and motherfucks Everyone in the company. Yeah, including the owner who was uh, who is sitting right next, next to him, him, just taking it. What is the benefit of bringing him back? Okay. Dax and Gates. Cash shut the fuck up. Good. That's good, I guess. I mean, money, right? Ratings, gate. I guess. If you look at... If you look at when Punk left, it's not like he had a massive splash in the ratings beyond his initial debut. When you look at, you know, May, June, August uh, 2022, it's about where they were now. Like, the the, the bump was not sustained. Yeah, I mean, that's still not great. There's not a lot of year-over-year increase there. Uh, So maybe bringing him back will help I don't know, help, help, uh, pop it up again. Uh, I, I think bringing him back again, this might be avoided purposefully, but bringing him back with that intrigue of what's going to happen now, um, you know, not to not definitely not to equate it to like a stone cold sort of thing. Cause that was definitely character and not so much, uh, it's more, it's more of a roosh sort of such air <laughs> than a stone cold. Whereas uh, this guy's kind of a loose cannon and will do whatever he wants yeah. uh, to the to the detriment or benefit of whomever he chooses, um, which is not something you want at the top of the card. No. Or, uh, you know, a, in a show that you're building around a person, no. um, you want consistency, you want um, somebody who's going to work with people and uh, not get all uh, pissy and moany and whiny. Um, and then start, you know, an altercation backstage, uh, not going to motherfuck everybody in a press conference or in the media or something like that. I, I, I get it. Um, I, and I don't necessarily want him back. Um, I sure as shit don't. Cause I like the, the emperor was shown to have no clothes in, in all of this. Maybe it's a clone. Maybe like the Emperor. Okay, so he's been he's been on Exegol for you know Somehow six five punk returned, and he's he's cloned himself, but he's a little more he's less cloudy minded. He's a little more focused on destroying uh, the Last Jedi. I just I, I look. So I guess at... it's Kenny Omega in this situation. Yeah. You know? Okay, so who does he have beef with? Let's take a look. Kenny Omega. Yes. The Young Bucks. Yes. Hangman Adam Page. The John Moxley. Yeah. Cutler. Don't forget about Cutler. Oh, yeah. Because Cutler Wait. decided I'm going to be shady on Twitter, too. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, just fucking delete everyone's Twitter account. Jeff, <laughs> if you're listening, you probably have everyone's logins. Whoopsie doodle. I deleted everyone's account. We only have at AEW from now on. Uh, Oops, no Twitter. Oops, no Twitter. It's gone. Sorry. Oh, you know what else? Instagram? Oops, gone also. Anyway, Omega, Bucks, Page, Moxley. Yeah. Jericho. Yep. Called him Stooge. I'm sure we're missing. These are your top people. Yeah. 
And your plan is to split the shows and have fucking asshole island on Saturday nights. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't... Uh... There's no positive to this in my eyes. This shows that you have no fucking backbone as a promoter. Well... He motherfucked you to your face, and you want to go back. Well, I mean, look. Never seen ever in pro wrestling. You, you fucking know. should sometimes. Well. Which, again, well, we'll talk about in a few minutes. History has shown that um, promoters are willing to eat uh, a fair amount of shit to get a drawback. See Ultimate Warrior, see, you know, a lot of old... Is is Tony Khan expecting that CM Punk will return on Wednesday and die on Friday? Is that the move here? Maybe that's maybe maybe that's the play. <laughs> Induct him into the AEW Hall of Fame yeah. for, for an eight month run, <laughs> and then uh, and then hopefully you know uh, nature takes its course. <laughs> like he's not who he was when he was in his thirties and his twenties. No. He's injury prone. Yeah. He, he's a whiny bitch. He, yeah, he he's just gonna get worse because if you do this, you enable it. Yeah, like if you think shots will stop being fired because you give him his own little island of a show on Saturday nights, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, Kenny, the books are still like EVPs of the entire yes. fucking company. Yeah. So, okay. and and is this is the idea for this to be at Wembley? You know, that you want CM Punk at Wembley. You want a big to-do in front of 90,000 people. That includes him. Awesome. You're going to need both rosters in that fucking stadium. It's a big stadium. You can separate the locker rooms. <laughs> fair. It's fair. <laughs> Look, uh, 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 what the Live Aid, you know, they have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that's, what, that's what they did. They pull a Live Aid. And the punk uh, roster will be in Philly, and then the the, the other roster will be Chicago. Like, it's going to be Chicago. Chicago, whatever. Yeah, punk sure. isn't going more than ten minutes from his house. Uh, every <laughs> single episode there. He's of Collision will be live from Chicago. <laughs> uh, I just, what is the benefit? I can't see it beyond some idealized version of CM Punk. Some idealized version of who he was when he left WWE nine years ago. Yeah. And he's not that guy. I'm now at a point where, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I'm starting to wonder if WWE was right about him. Whoa, wow. Uh, uh, I mean... Broken clock could be right twice a day. I don't think either side... Oh yeah, right. yeah you know, in, that's in that whole situation, that's fair. There, there was a lot, uh, a lot said on both sides, a lot of which had truth to it, and the other side of it definitely pro wrestling worked. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I imagine the idea is Tony thinks he's still a draw. He may be, uh, but you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm siding with you. In that it's not worth it going through all this extra trouble to split the brands and have this extra show that nobody's going to watch. And now, you know, you're adding more content that it, you're setting yourself up for more failure. It's yeah. something else. You're, you're giving, um, you know, WWE more targets. 
uh, yeah. to to laugh at because when this they're going to be against fun. WWE pay per views because WWE is moving all their fucking pay per views to Saturdays. Same sorry, PLEs until until they merge in with uh, ESPN Plus and start charging uh, yeah. sixty bucks per pay per view again, right? Which but, is inevitable. But that they are going to be head to head with WWE pay per views. Yeah, and like you said, once a month. Eight o'clock on a Saturday, you're going to get bumped for basketball. You're going to get bumped for hockey and playoffs yeah. and baseball. And you're going to be going head to head October. with college football in the fall. Yeah, with UFC at least once a month. Yeah, like I understand the want to expand AEW programming. This ain't it, bro. No, fucking bounce rampage to a better night. And give it two hours. Thank Start you. booking things that matter on Rampage. Nah, yeah. I mean, they do have stories over there, but none they of it's do. really consequential. Right. Um, and you, we will get usually one solid to good match per week over there. Sure, sure. I mean, the Aussie Open and uh, Best, Best Friends Friend match was a lot of fun this past week. Fun. And uh, next week having... Uh, What's it? Vikingo and uh, Drillistico. Uh, oh, Drillistico. Yeah, yeah. Commander's fighting somebody week. on Wednesday, right? Um, Commander's against Jay White on Wednesday. Yeah, that's which it. Which is a weird match. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, man, that's going to be awesome. Like, really? really? Yeah. No, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I like both of those guys, but that's oil and water for me. Um, you got mix it up together, add some herbs, you got a vinaigrette. Maybe not water. Uh, you mean water or vinegar? Oil and oil. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Yeah, oil and water. I was thinking vinegar. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, I was thinking vinegar and oil. I'm, yeah, it's okay. I'm done. Um, My IQ's fine. I just, I don't. This sends a terrible message to the rest of the company, too, by the way. This this is basically saying, yeah, if you're a big enough draw, you can get away with anything. And this this is what breeds resentment. I mean, I know that kind of been pro wrestling, pro wrestling everywhere. But this was eighty years. Be, this was supposed to be different. They said from the jump, "This is different. This is not the way we yeah. used to do things." Right. That's what they said from the jump. But slowly, over the course of its life, it's as they've added into... more or X WWE people. <laughs> and I recognize you can't just paint a broad brush with that because of the fact that so many of them are well. They're ex WWE people because where the fuck else were they going to go? Right. But, yeah. you know, people who have, I should probably not say ex WWE, people who have the old school wrestling mentality, the political mentality. I blame have... The Undertaker for this. <laughs> I blame The Undertaker and JVL and Booker T for perpetrating uh, and perpetuating. Was Booker this, T really one of the issues or you just want to add him in? I like oh, okay, cool. Booker T because he cool. sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> those are the three I blame for perpetuating this uh, this old school respect handshake uh, wrestler's court bullshit. Brother, 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 brother. That has been ingrained in the uh, in the locker rooms of pro wrestling uh, events for Do you for remember what now. one of the first big things to put the box on the map was uh yeah it was Booker T yeah because yeah. they they had they had WWE the tryout and they did right. shake everyone's hands right yeah exactly there you go Booker T fuck you yeah you know what there you go <laughs> uh they, they were 
whether they realized it or not at the time, they were basically saying, the whole way to do things is fucking dumb. <laughs> and it is. And it is. It is. It is. Like, I, 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 I would love to know just from a, a, a timeline comparison, because I feel like it's probably about almost a 10-year difference between you were in a wrestling locker room and I was in a wrestling locker room. Yeah. Did you have to go around and shake everyone's hand? I, nobody told me to, and I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Everyone was just chill. This was, this was Ring of Honor. They, they yeah, kind that's of true. Built on handshakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I, you know what? If, if there's any locker room that's really going to focus on the handshake, it's probably that one. I was acutely aware that I didn't belong there, so I just sat in the corner to myself. I was, I was not, uh, not doing anything. I guess yeah. I was in kind of a weird spot where it was like. Well, we have equal billing on this thing, right? Yeah, no, you, you were definitely. I was, I was a dark match. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, local schmuck gets to live out a wrestling fantasy situation. Like everyone... It was a make a wish, essentially. <laughs> just everyone was super cool and super chill, and it was like you know, just little conversations of like, well, we respect what you do, you respect what we do. Like, yeah, hey, no, you know, let me show I you there's a way to get in and out of the ring or whatever. And it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a thing. It but it sounds like had this been earlier, it would have been like, you didn't look me in the eye, young punk. Like <laughs> Yeah. You gotta go buy beers for the boys. And it's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. And though it is a very different scenario, this is just an extension of all of that. This idea that, oh, well, you know, CM Punk, he's a former WWE world champion, he's been up and down the road, blah, 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 blah. We should we should respect him even though he fucking spit in the company's face. And made a stink about it. Yeah. Along with his dumbass friends for yeah. almost a year now. Yeah. One of whom built an entire podcast around, hey man, my buddy's really getting a getting the hard turn on this, man. <laughs> Daughter God wrestling whiskey. Here here's here's the the bottom line is that this is Tony Khan's company. Yes. And just to reinforce what you said, you're setting a dangerous precedent here yeah. uh, by caving into the uh, fragile ego of one one man. Yeah. And, you know, it's he, the 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 buck stops with Tony here. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's I'm curious what the 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 meetings with the EVPs, um, the elite, and Tony are like when Tony's trying to pitch this to them. Not only is he trying to pitch this, he's trying to re-sign all three of them right now. Oh. (laughs) Because the Bucks deals are up real soon. I mean, Kenny's deal is up at the end of the year. The Bucks aren't going to WWE in 2023. Get the fuck out of here. I I don't think they are, but uh, you know what? If I'm them, I kind of go, you know what? What they're doing up in Connecticut's pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> play that fucking game man yeah no i mean that's i get that but do what there's oh i i don't think they're really going I, I i think they would sooner in the most michael scott paper company moment of their careers they would sooner start all a leader wrestling <laughs> they'll be on fucking i don't know uh the paramount TV. network because it yeah. used to be spike tv <laughs> I, I think that's the next closest thing we would see. Like, they would buy New Japan Strong and make it all a leader wrestling or something. I mean, that's already dead, right? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we had a show last night, technically. 
Um, yeah. I digress. Lots of digressions in this. But I, I just look at this and I go, we, what's the point? Now, maybe the reason why I'm so passionate and maybe the reason why I am so bothered by this is also this week there was a very clear sign that this is just going to fucking happen anyway. And the reason why I say that is the example of one Jeffrey Nero Hardy. <laughs> uh, uh, I I'm trying I've been I've been doing mental backflips the past couple days trying to figure out who this is for <laughs> and why. Well is, is it just because he's still under contract and he's like, well, might as well just have him work and not just pay him for being under contract and not having anything for him. That pop on Wednesday tells me fucking people are into it, which breaks my heart. Now, I see, but once the initial return pop wears off mm-hmm. and maybe a match or two, then what? You know? Great question. Great question. Because Where does he fit into the card? I do the reaction here. Since they got signed, since they both got signed, no one, what's the point? Look, here's the hot take. They pop for the music, not for the guy. <laughs> Yeah, That's... if he came out, no offense, Mikey Ruckus, but if he came out to some new Mikey Ruckus theme, we would not be hearing the yeah. same level of excitement. I mean, thank God to royaltyfreemusic.com, uh, yeah. uh, who made that banger all those years ago that has just uh, I guess stood almost, the test of time. We're almost lucky that that uh, someone at AEW didn't download it too fast, and we got the version like every few seconds, free royaltymusic.com. <laughs> <laughs> But free royalty oh. music. How great would that be? That would be an all-time moment. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Matthew would be buying a boat off of that fucking... You know that's happened at some bumfuck indie. Oh, totally. Somewhere in the Carolinas. Completely. <laughs> Completely. Probably his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, uh, I. So let me... Let me... Let me take this apart. Uh, do we have to? <laughs> Just long enough. Okay. Jeff gets popped for what? His 10th DUI? Conservatively, yeah. He, his license is revoked. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, meant he did not drive himself to and from the show. Still has no. that license. Yeah. He also... It's a good thing his brother's there. He's also coming off of surgery? He apparently had, like, eye surgery or some shit? That's what he mentioned, yeah. And you go... <clears throat> Put him on TV. What the fuck? Numbers game. It's all about the numbers. <laughs> right? Yeah, really bumped up out... those numbers on Wednesday, that's for sure. The firm is outnumbering... Uh... Oh, that numbers game. That numbers game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. The, the Kate Dave numbers game. <laughs> Bring back Mark Quinn, man. <laughs> I think he's still injured, it's isn't he? Little boobies. Let's bring him out. Those have some delicious little boobies. <laughs> Just want to cup them. Got, so got, those, got those 99 Dwayne's on his chest. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Are those Mark Quinn's boobies? <laughs> <laughs> They're new intro. And then and then the, the guy who usually opens the uh the rope just opens his top and as soon as he's been flying it out. <laughs> oh, you think they're men in this country you haven't seen your bosom? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know what, watching Matt Hardy move hurts. Yeah. 
No, I know. And it, it's, 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 oh God. It's like an old, it's like a, a robot, a 300 year old robot. This is kind of how he moves. He moves like that fucking Honda robot that walks up and down stairs. Yeah. I just want somebody to, I just want Din Djarin to pop up and just kick him from the side. And then <laughs> it'll dislocate his hip and then he'll be, uh, he'll have to retire like, to his on paper, massive I family. I don't mind Matt has backstage coach, agent. Sure. Even a mouthpiece for like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't mind it. He doesn't need to be doing a match. I, I think probably there's some recognition in this too, because as we'll talk, it's going to be at the Hardy yeah, compound. Yeah, they're doing a fucking uh, cinematic match. Yeah, which is weird because Tony hates those. Yeah, maybe so. I just went. It's on Rampage. Who gives a shit? Um, look, uh, all this, all this being said, getting, uh, getting Stokely at the Hardy compounds is going to lead to some fantastic stuff. That will be great. However, is it worth hiring a guy who consistently? Consistently, well, he was already hired. He didn't like rehire him. Okay, sorry. Bring him back. He's already under contract. Yeah, yeah. Just says, fucking pay him out. Just give him the Andrade. Just let him hang out. Get some cash. Not leave his house. <laughs> Not drive a car. Like, had enough time to get some more dumb looking ink. That's for sure. Can he drive a lawnmower? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, that's usually Senor Benjamin's gimmick, but, uh, you know. I I recognize you have in the AEW locker room an example in a guy like John Moxley. Who faced the gold standard. Demon, who came back, who busted his ass, who showed he is one of the cornerstones of the locker room. One of the quintessential bladers in all of wrestling history. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and maybe there's there's some part of someone's brain in AEW that's just like, well, look, if if Mo can turn it around, maybe Jeff being around a guy like that's going to be good. No, Jeff is just this is this is the pattern with Jeff Hardy yes. for twenty fucking years. Yeah, this has been his career. Yes, yeah. There's no changing this man at this point. He and I, I feel shitty joking about this, right? He because it's dangerous, and terrible. Yeah. He will eventually relapse. Uh and something will happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope not. I, I hope yeah, I, I I hope that was the one. I hope that was the one that broke him. But you've got like nine others that say otherwise. Yeah. It's true. How many chances must a guy be given? Hey man, when you uh when you do those crazy finger dances and pop out to some royalty free music and do a swanton then Christ he didn't pause to death before running down this I was kind of hoping he would <laughs> but yeah I just I don't I don't understand it I don't know who this is for like is there I'm just stepping all over our our, our dynamite recap by talking about these things if if I look at the way the main event of dynamite ended is this a scenario where Tony is trying to, on a wrestler-by-wrestler, booking-by-booking basis, going, I can do what Vince couldn't do. I can make CM Punk an okay guy. I can make Jeff Hardy work out. I can have Adam Cole manage Keith Lee, and they'll be buddies. (laughs) 
Oh, man, I really hope that's not the case. I had forgotten about that. If he, I swear to God, if Keith Lee or or if Adam Cole calls Keith Lee Bearcat, I'm fucking out, man. <laughs> Fuck it out. <laughs> Somebody will make a reference to it at some point if they haven't already. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Jericho will do it when he comes face to face with Adam Cole. Um, baby, another, another named Jericho segment. That's what he, that's all he does. You're telling me. Yeah. Look, I, I think. We're we're what um, almost four years into dynamite here, three and a half, right? Yeah, October Ish. will be four years. Yeah, so yeah, we're just we're three and a half years into dynamite here. I think the time has come to rely on this next generation. You know, Jericho, the whole JAS thing is tired. Yeah, I mean, you know, Menard and uh, and uh, Ange are doing their best uh, over on Rampage to uh, with this thing with the acclaimed. Yeah. Uh, you know, Menard really asking the question that all of us ask when we take a long, deep look in the mirror: Do What makes his nipples know? hard? What makes his nipples hard? Yeah, I mean, I, ice, the cold weather, maybe uh, somebody. Uh, Lightly blowing on them. Yeah, bre- breath on the back of his neck. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of ASMR. We just found our new one of those. I mean, who doesn't uh, Who doesn't love some of that? Look, uh, Jericho, okay? You're punks. Uh, you're hardies. Um, uh, I, I mean, those are really the, big, the yeah. big ones that have been a big part of, you know, maybe not Matt so much, but, uh, and the Hardy so much, but of getting you know, press and getting uh, the 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 show off its feet. Right. It's, it's running, man. Yeah. You've got Max as champion. Yeah. They're doing a great storyline with the other three pillars. Uh, the most compelling is... part of AEW television right now is built around those four guys. Yeah, and you, you're, you're, you know, you're building this this feud between the elite and the BCC. Um, there's there's a lot of things going with without these, you know, Old guard, we'll call that. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, decrease their time, dissolve the JAS, you know, I just, or just not, ha- I don't know. I'm, I'm tired of Jericho. I've yeah. been tired of Jericho for a while now. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see the hard. This is last year when, when Jericho had that resurgence where he looked 20 years younger and was throwing out bangers every week. Yeah. I mean, he's still moving around fine for his age. But it, it, I didn't care compared... for the event on Wednesday. I'll say that. No, me either. But come, it's just two, two very styles yeah, like, and body types. They didn't, they didn't mesh. There was, there was not the chemistry there. Um, but compared to the other matches that we get on a weekly basis on AEW TV, the stuff that this old guard is doing is not up to up to snuff. No. You know, your Bryans, your Moxes, they can still go. I mean, they're not as old as, you know, yeah. they weren't Attitude Era. I mean, yeah, there, there's, at that time, there is super there is a, a literal generational split, you know. Yeah. They they started on it on WWE television when these guys had been on WWE television for 10 years. Right. And Mox is still relatively young, despite looking a lot older than yeah, he is. Uh, not even 40 yet. Yeah. And Brian is... Early forties, yeah, yeah, a little bit older. Yeah. Um, but really, Brian should be that 
locker room leader, that, you yeah. know, that guy, because he, I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say a foul word about Brian Danielson. Yeah, and, and it was said during the, the post all out 2022 period that the guys who stepped up and really like, you know, talked to the locker room and everything were Jericho, Mox, and Danielson. I'd As it like, should be. I'd like to believe that's still true, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, same. But th- that should be the focus. And, you know, there is a lot of focus on there. But, you know, it's it's time it's time to move on. I, honestly, there needs to be a culling. And I, I, I don't want to put it as, as bold as that where, you know, WWE releases 20 people in one day. I'm not saying release them. No. What I'm saying is stop devoting so much TV time to these people and really push forth. I mean, they've made some, AEW has made some pretty good stars. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Baker, Hater, The Acclaimed, mm-hmm. uh, Darby, The Other Pillars. Yeah. They, they, there has been good work done, but that stuff always seems to be overshadowed by these old fucks. Right. And it's annoying. Right. And, and you have sort of the people who are already behind them, but they're getting like this, half baked yeah hold to your moment level booking i mean I mean, you look at the tnt title picture right now yes like, what the fuck what exactly are we doing? exactly what are we doing <laughs> yeah this week on dynamite again we're just kind of bouncing all over but that's fine this week on dynamite you had hobbs uh murder silas young who i assume has photos of someone in compromising positions at aw management because yeah I don't know what anyone sees in that guy. Um, lock, lock the bathroom stall door, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have Hobbs, uh, mer- you know, merc him. Fine. Go yeah. with that. Wardlow destroys Hobbs' car. Yeah. And Wardlow is, is back and he destroys a car. The car that he got delivered five days earlier. And they're acting yeah. like, oh, man, what a, what a. You know, what a stab to the heart of Wardlow. Like, he's had the car for five fucking days. Yeah. He got it on a show that no one watched. Yeah. So, who cares? Nah. You couldn't, like, wait three weeks? Have, like, Hobbs, like, fucking Eddie Guerrero into the arena with his car and, you know, have backstage segments where he's, like, yelling at private party for standing too close to it or some shit? I watched that episode of Rampage and I forgot he even got that car. Yeah. Like, I I just think it's half-baked. It is. A lot of it is. That's another thing. If you're going to add two more hours to book. Yeah. Then what the fuck? Like, some of this shit's already stretched out thin. You know, you got an hour of, or two hours of elevation, two hours of dark, two hours of dynamite, an hour of Rampage, now two hours of collision. Yeah. Fuck you. Nobody's watching all that. And and it's not to say that there aren't bright spots. Sure. You know, talked about Darby earlier. Him and Swerve on Wednesday was Oh, my God. Yes. It was was fantastic. The poison run out of the floor is one of the craziest spots I've ever seen. Yeah. But to talk about that half-bakedness, so Swerve was like, man, I fucking lost to Darby. I'm all pissed off. putting everyone on notice. So he runs back the feud from months ago and fucking pops... Keith Lee with the trios title. Yeah. That's your main event angle. <laughs> like, hey guys, yeah. remember that? It should have been on the last pay-per-view. It should have been blown off by now. Yeah, yes. 
Swerve yeah. is a guy who can be undoubtedly in that mix. Yes, Swerve had been on NXT, he'd been on WWE television, and he'd been on Lucha Underground. Thank Swerve's you. ready to be that dude. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Why he isn't, you know, if the four pillars are these guys, why isn't he number five? It's a great argument. And maybe someone is saying, well, you know, it was a main event angle and more eyes on the match because Jericho was in it. We're going to boost him and Keith Lee. You should have boosted them at the last pay-per-view cycle because that's when the fucking attack happened. He's wearing a lot this week, I just know. I don't disagree. You're a little fired up today, <laughs> no, buddy. I like it. I like it. An impassioned plea from a passionate man. Um, and I, I just look at that and I go, you know, okay, so what What are we even doing here? Or Like, shouldn't his issue be with Darby? Maybe that, you know, not that I think MJF is losing the belt at double or nothing, but what if he did? What if Darby won? Darby right. Swerve would be incredible. That'd be an awesome main event feud. Yep, but he doesn't really care. But also, about the beat swerve like every time they've wrestled. So there's really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Couldn't even go for a rubber match on that one. No, it, I, I just, I, I, okay. Another bright point, Arch Casting. Yeah, he's been killing it. Thought the workhorse that the meme guy would be yeah. the workhorse of the company. It's pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> Him and Buddy Matthews was fantastic. It was a lot of fun. So goddamn good. And to all you people say that they can't tell stories, eat a dick. Yeah. It was a story-based story. match. It was yeah. all about the boom. No, it was all about the hand and, and you know, working over the hand and building off of what have been for weeks now. Yeah. These title matches. And, and at what point has... OC pushed himself too thin because unlike an MJF, there was a meme going around this week. You know, your champion does this. My champion does that. All right. MJF saying, you know, your champion, MJF. He's like, oh, you know, if you want to face me, you got to go against all these other guys, blah, 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 blah. My champion, OC. All right, cool. Let's do it. I'll fight you, fella. Yeah. <laughs> but they're showing the hubris of that now, which yes. I think is a, is a really interesting idea. And I think, yeah. Whoever gets the international title from him, it's going to be a big moment because it's been like, who is going to be the one to stop him? Yeah. OC keeps finding a way. Who's going to be the one to do it? I think it's going to be Jay White personally, even though that also kind of smears another storyline that's going on right now. Because if I talk about people who should be in that mix, who have been built by AEW, who should be in the world title scene and goddamn proved it earlier. Juice Robinson. And in, with an incredible match with MJF, it's fucking absolute Ricky Starks. Yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about Ricky. If, I, if, if I'm if i sitting there saying Swerve should be number five, hell, Swerve might be number six. Put Ricky right in there. Yeah, because Ricky's been there since day one. Yeah. Or at least, or day, at least close to day five. He, I think he worked uh, Pandemic dynamite and then got signed i think he was part of the yeah. tnt cody challenge anyway he's yes, a guy correct here's a guy here's a guy he's a guy who very much is is in that wheelhouse of being a full 360 star he can work right. he can talk he looks the part 
He comes yeah. off larger than life. Like it factor. Yeah. Yeah. He has everything. Person of color. Check that box yeah. off too. Boom. Yeah. But instead, he's in a feud with fucking animal turned human, as in Muppets animal turned into a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juice Robinson. Juice Robinson. And Jay White, who in that promo on Wednesday, he's a hell of a promo, but he could not have looked more low rent than yeah. standing next to Juice. They nerfed him. Wearing Tony, a Tony nerfed him. like old school Bullet Club jacket. Yeah, by making Jay White appear to be an equal to Juice Robinson, you have immediately fucked Jay White. Yeah. <laughs> you have... Jay White's a big fucking deal. He's yes. a big get. And also, Jay White in New Japan proved he could be that guy. Yeah. He can talk. He can dress. He looks apart. Has the it factor. Unbelievably beat though. Okada. Yeah, he beat All Okada. Times. Which is a couple times. Which, if that doesn't put him in a, in a prominent place at right. Forbidden Door, I don't know what will. And you just go, okay, why why is he being handled in this half-assed way? And it's, it's a bummer, because if I look at that locker room and I look at, on paper, all the things they're doing, it's like, I should really be more excited about all of this. Yeah. But instead, I'm finding myself going, hey, you're only getting like three quarters of the way there, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. There are definitely some some shining bright spots happening, but there, a lot of it, you know, is, is like okay. Well, I'll check my phone <laughs> at this point, yeah. uh, which is sad because I don't want to be that way. And you know, even like I like Jade Cargill. Sure, I think she's another one of those people that she's still a little green, but yeah, just everything else is is completely checked off. There, mm-hmm. talking charisma, the look. My God, like if she's on the screen and your eyes aren't drawn to the screen, then you don't have a pulse. I mean, Jesus right. Christ. She, she is compelling from the jump. Yeah. And once she gets to that next level in ring wise, which I don't think she's far off from, she's very good in the ring, depending on who her opponent is, is yeah. the various levels of, of where she is, you know, get to the Taya factory already. Like this is, it's already been going on too long. It's only been like three weeks. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and and I know that there's someone undoubtedly going in AEW. Well, we'll we'll blow it off at the pay per view. That's another month and a and a half, six five weeks away, five six weeks away. Yeah, I don't it's a long time to pull the pull yeah. through there. And Taya's not going to be the one. No, she got a, a mid lukewarm reaction in her home fucking uh, uh, country. Yeah, and and that's no slight on her. It's just no, I she like doesn't. Taya. She's not at that level. She hasn't been raised to that level. No, she's not the one. But at this point, you're going to have to bump Jade up to the real women's division. And yeah, uh, you can't keep her in the Jade verse forever. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have a whole universe named after you, but you know, true. But when it, you run it, out it of people, it's so weird beats. that that the entire women's division is in one feud except for Jade. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I mean, aside from some of the Joshi stars, even they are getting like randomly brought into it because Sheeta was part of it. And he was part of it. Really, the only one who isn't like, is Emi Sakura, but that's because she mostly does dark. Yeah. Well, she was on Rampage. Yeah, she was on Rampage this week. I'm saying mostly does dark. Honestly, why why not just have Sheeta be the one to beat Jade? Sure. Or Riho. 
Sure. Either one of those Something make a lot of sense. They're both former champs. Or change. Yeah. Like everyone thinks back to the Goldberg run. Yeah. And I'm sure someone went, oh, we can build Jade like Goldberg, this unstoppable machine. The, I don't disagree with that. And it has worked to a point. But at some point, you have to pull the trigger. Yeah, the and thick, the attention spans these days are shorter than they were in the 90s and yeah. early aughts. The mistake WCW made was twofold. One, they went far too long to the point where it was comical. You know, yeah. watch... Nitro on Monday, and he'd be at like 135 wins. Yeah. And watch Thunder on Thursday, and he'd be at 146. You're like, <laughs> there's no way he beat 11 people. Sure. He was at House shows or not. There's yeah, no yeah. way he beat 11 people in three days. It was a gauntlet match. And, and the other part hey, that they- Hey, paid, brother. Other part that they fucked up on. <laughs> it was in Rio de Janeiro. The other thing that they fucked up on- Finger poke doom. Not oh, no, wait, that was, was free free that, was, that, that they had Nash be the one to do it. Well, yeah, they didn't make a new stuff. Well, rather, just, sorry, Nash booked himself to be the one to do it. That was the taser gimmick, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott Hall, uh, yeah, used Goldberg. Yeah. So not only do you need to take the right lessons from how it started, you need to figure out how not to do the same thing they did in terms of ending it. Fuck it, Jamie Hayter, the champ, champ. Let's go. Yeah, hell, yeah, I, I, you know what? At this point, if you told me they were waiting to do a Jamie Hayter Jade unification match at Wembley, I could see it. I could be fine with it. I sure as shit know who it needs to be who walks out of there with both belts. Yeah. All right, it's not Jade. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I imagine at Wembley. Will they do a straight up like Soraya versus Jamie Hayter to fully uh, appease the Brits over there? Oh boy, they could. I sure should hope it's not because this Outcast angle is going for five more months. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. Or four more months. They're not going anywhere. I don't think they're this. going anywhere. I am. I am starting to snooze hard on that trio, man. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing every fucking week. Exactly. There's, there's no spice it up, bro. There's no progression. Nothing yeah. has. The only progression was when they added Ruby. Yeah. And since then, it's been the same it's thing. Been. Oh, they beat up uh, Rio and Rio. Sky Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Sky Blue and Willow, or Willow and Rio. Yeah. And out comes Jamie <laughs> and and Britt, and they're like, oh, you got yeah. it. Just, uh, Oh, it's God. it's not compelling. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of water treading happening. Yeah, and it's frustrating because you have the greatest locker room I have ever seen on paper. Yes, the a lot of big ever. And this is the best you can do right now. And so much of it is because they aren't taking the appropriate risks they aren't bumping people up in the card yeah and instead they're spending their fucking time trying to figure out how to make cm punk come back it all comes back to phil <laughs> i know i know bud we've got almost an hour on just this by the way that's okay hey you know what you you had issues we talked them out we've we've uh aired our grievances uh, happy Festivus to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, 
don't it's, know. It's, it, look, it's it's not to the point where either of us are going to stop watching AEW. No, no. But it's at the point where anything outside of Dynamite, I'm meh if I'm going to watch it or not. Yeah, it, it, it feels very much like an... You made invented you made invented Rampage with Jungle Boy Jack Perry, which yeah. I get it. Sure. An event guy now. Pillar, you got to build the, uh, yeah, yeah. Again, Sean Spears is doing the goddamn Ted gimmick again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people could give a fuck about Sean Spears when he was pushed hard the first time. No, I understand that. But the devil's advocate that he's an established guy. Is he? He's been off TV for months. Okay. So he's a name that people would recognize. Is he? <laughs> I know who he is because we dunk on him all the time. This is true. I and I don't care for this guy at all. I'm I'm trying to. This is I I am speaking outside my realm here. But it's a it's a credible win for Jungle Boy is what I'm getting at. Sure. I think. Sure. And that's if you're building him to you know rack up wins for a title match, then. He's a he's a fine hand with which to do it, I suppose. I I just uh... it's like doing an interview uh, podcast with Justin all of a sudden. Good God! <laughs> uh, here's what I will say to to someone agree with your point. I am racking my brain right now to say, if not him, then who? Because right. I I feel like you know you you just made the Justin comparison. As an avid listener in that era, it was very much like, I, I'd think in my head, if not them, then what? Right. I don't know that I have a better answer. I really don't. Well, and another issue is you have, you know, you're, you're building three guys to a title match. Right. Two of which are faces. So they're kind of pulling from the same pool of, of talent. Sammy has a completely different trajectory because he gets to face, you know, Lower to mid card baby faces as opposed to, to the heels, which Darby and uh, and 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 Jack have to face. Right. So it's, it's, it's you know you don't want to necessarily have them beat the same guys. So yeah, the, it's a uh, it's a limited a limited uh, I mean, limited I number guess. of people there. And and maybe this this is just another example where they, they didn't whole ass it the way they could have. Have them run a quick backstage promo where MJF is like, you know what, Spears? I know it's been a while since we've been on the same page, but here's an envelope full of money. Friday on Rampage, I want you to decimate Jungle Boy. Calls back to their history. Yeah. Gives a reason for the match to happen. Ties it into the storyline. But instead, it got announced with a little graphic in the corner on Wednesday. And then there was a promo on social media for Sean Spears where that. he just underlined that he's the 10 guy again. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, I mean, just didn't miss much. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's 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 just a it's a bummer. I mean, I another for instance in this, Mark Briscoe who had, you know, the most eyes on him. Mhm. Literally ever. Ever. Yeah. I don't dislike the idea of him being involved with Jay Lethal because I understand the real life backstory there. Yeah. But where's it going to go? 
Yeah, in execu- it's going to lead to a lethal and uh, Briscoe match, which we've already seen, by the way. Yeah, because that was the memorial match for Jay. Yeah, <laughs> except I guess except for this time, Jay's the bad guy. I like, uh-huh. I don't know, or or is it going to be? Lord help us, is it going to be Jay and Mark against Jarrett and Sotnam? I don't know. Maybe you you pull in. Uh, never mind. I don't even want to put that in the universe. Not even. I'm not even saying it. Biting my tongue there. Um, <laughs> did the name rhyme with Schmatch Maven? <laughs> no, no. It's, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it was it was somebody I like that I didn't want to be dragged down to these assholes level. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there. Okay. Because I, I was just saying they did do a really hard sell on uh, on the Ring of Honor pay per view and and. The, you know the TVs leading up to it about how tight the the kingdom was with the Briscoes. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you want to you want to run that? <laughs> um, this is a surefire way to get me to not watch Ring of Honor TV. <laughs> <laughs> no disagreement. Uh, hey, this would be a uh, time, especially because we're five minutes to the top of the hour. Um, where I very quickly just kind of run through things in WWE just to get your okay. thoughts. Um. They're running Cody versus Brock as the main event of Backlash in Puerto Rico. I thought they were doing like a mixed tag with Bad Bunny as the main. Uh, it, I guess that's that's the semi-main. Uh, <laughs> mixed tag is a funny way to put it. Cause well, not, okay, not mixed. Well, it's celebrity it's, tag. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, 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 the mixed tag is level celebrity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's Ray and, uh, Ray and Bad Bunny against Priest and uh, Dominic. Um. Yeah, um, but I mean, look, I know Brock and Cody are, are big stars, but if Bad Bunny is hosting the show, and yeah. he's the one who brought the show to Puerto Rico, why is he not in the fucking main event? That's stupid. I do kind of wonder if it's going to be one of those things where they have that open the show so we can then host the rest of the night. I mean, I'd rather it be the other way around. Yeah. I'd rather Brock and Cody curtain jerk and then uh, the the not mixed I'm tank. sure Brock likes that idea too. Yeah, no, he'll he'll be back in the, he'll be back in the actual states. Yeah, he, he can uh, make he could make a 9 p.m. screening of the Super Mario Brothers movie yeah. all by himself. According to Brock, he'll be back in America by, <laughs> by 9 Eastern. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not sure how he is in geography and civics. I'm not sure. I'm guessing not too great. Trish Stratus turned heel on Becky Lynch. Okay, I mean, why are we getting another Trish Stratus run right now? I have no idea. I mean, she looks great, like... I mean, she always is great. And and compared to Lita, she can go far better. Sure. But would I, it's so which women competitors are not getting any TV time because Trish and Lita are taking it up now? Uh, Bailey All of them? and yeah. Dakota Kai because EO Sky is the number one contender to the Raw women's title now. Okay. I, 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 which is Bianca, right? Yes. EO Bianca probably going to rule. So Bianca's just work. Bianca's just working her way through all the Asian ladies now. Yep. Yeah. Just checking yep. them off one by one. Started at the top. Uh, unfortunately, Saray just left. So yeah. Yeah. That list got shorter. Yeah. Um. Make a Satomura still under contract? Yes. Yes, she is. Okay. Uh, there you go. She's next. But yeah, uh, great. They be we on Raw. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez won the women's tag titles because of uh, Trish Stratish's heel turn. Right. I, I love that, by the way. Smiling baby faces, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez win the women's tag titles because of a heel turn. Uh, that isn't even involving them. I I don't I don't even know what to say. It's stupid. Uh, but 
Speaking of stupid things, probably the most consequential stupid thing that got announced this week is the draft is coming back. Oh, boy. Uh, well, it was technically announced last week by, by Papa H, uh, but it's going to be um, May, uh, April 28th and May 1st. That's when the draft is going to be. Cool. And I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. Are they doing... Will it be a legit brand split where SmackDown people cannot appear overall, vice versa? Or is it going to be another soft split? Like Hard to say, because... The the thing that has been on both shows has been Cody, Roman, Usos, yeah. KO, Sami Zayn, the whole bloodline. Yeah. Do. Yeah. That's been on both shows. When Roman wants to be on both shows, at least. Right. Um, but KO and Sami have been on every show. Uh, uh, Usos have been on every show. Um, oh, God. What's his name? Solo. <laughs> I was about to say third Uso. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just sort of like... Baby heater. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of like, what What are you doing? The reason why your ratings are so good right now is because everyone's on every show. I mean, they they write their own rules. doesn't fucking matter, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think hey, maybe this means this year's Survivor Series gets to uh, run back and be the one time per year where Raw and SmackDown come together to determine brand supremacy. I mean, that'll definitely be said ad nauseum throughout the month of November, so. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, New Japan announced they're doing a big uh, all-together show with, uh, I mean, New Japan announced it with All Japan and NOAH. Okay. It's going to be in June. And, uh, hey, New Japan was in our uh, our, our neck of the woods uh, last night. And tonight. Well, kind of tight. Yeah, kind of tight. Cause More or less. In driving area. Driving yeah, business. The biggest things were uh, Aussie Open won the big main event, so they're, they're double champions. They're both IWGP heavy no. and New Japan strong because the strong belts were on the line, which were held by Motor City Machine Guns. Third team oh, after okay. was uh, Okada and Tanahashi. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But the only other uh, story bit is Clark Connors joined the Bullet Club. Is he the cowboy one? Yes. Wild Rhino himself. The Wild Rhino? That's his nickname. Yep. <laughs> Kinda warm in these rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash the Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Oh, hi. Didn't notice you there. My name's Farmer Brown. 
These days, everyone's concerned as to what's going into their diet. People like farm fresh goods and produce. But have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, I wonder what's going up my ass? That's why I introduced to you Farmer Brown's line of locally sourced sex toys in my new shop, From Farm to Butthole. At Farm to Butthole, you're not going to find chemically laden lubes and things that can cause a UTI. Oh, no, sir. Farmer Brown uses all natural soy milk, cow's cheese, and goat tears to properly grease up that hole of yours. From Farm to Butthole, each one of our dildos is hand-whittled from fresh northern Colorado mahogany, so you can sleep soundly knowing that you had a nice natural rogering of your A-hole, V-hole, or your M-hole. Farmer Brown's from Farm to Butthole. Lord knows what those anal beads are made out of that you're stuffing up your grocery pipe. Well, have you ever tried some farm-fresh cranberries strung with a nice sarsaparilla root? Well, you're going to find that at Farmer Brown's from Farm to Butthole. Locally sourced, organic, and good for you. And your butthole. At my shop, you don't have to worry about latex or all kinds of silicone condoms. Nope. What we like to do is take an acorn tip and put it on the head of your shit. That's right. It's an acorn condom. Fits right on the head perfectly. Hurts like a motherfucker. Farmer Brown's from farm to butthole. Take a handful of nature. Stuff it up your ass. 